Ace lowered himself into the frigid water as echoes of squealing children drifted down the stairwell. Their excited trills drowned out his thundering heartbeat, making him yearn for such carefree days. A splash erupted from the murky surface. The children went silent. Ace peered toward the source of the disturbance and saw a porcelain doll bobbing up and down amid the ripples, its expression blank, almost peaceful, before it slipped beneath the water. Another casualty of the great flood. Those kids had better be careful, he thought, or it'll be more than a doll tumbling down the stairwell. Ace's new diving partner angled into view above him and held out a long rubber tube. You sure you don't want the air hose today, boss? Tommy asked. Ace wasn't really his boss, but among the divers, he'd been around the longest. Although he refused to rely on that unreliable tube to supply his air, he was one of the few original divers who hadn't yet drowned in the silo's flooded depths. No thanks, Tommy. Not today. Not ever, he thought bitterly. He'd seen too many kinked hoses, watched too many young men and women give their lives to the flood. Countless times he'd had to pull able bodies from the water and zip them into black bags, only to pass them on to porters, who would haul the corpses up to feed the roots of the dirt farms. Ace checked his utility belt to make sure his wrenches and crowbars were secure. When satisfied, he pushed himself away from the partially submerged landing and paddled into the middle of the lake, trying to visualize what lay beneath him. See you in six minutes, boss? I'm going for seven today, Ace replied. Yesterday I hit six and a half and I had a bit left in me. He slowed his breathing, preparing for the dive. But hey, don't wait up for me, all right? He gave his partner a wink as he began bobbing up and down in the water, each bob taking him further down and then higher up than the last. He timed his breaths in a rhythm, inhaling deeper and exhaling more air each time. Tommy hit the switch that activated the spotlights suspended above the pool, causing Ace to squint against the sudden brightness. See you in six, Tommy said, forgetting or not wanting to believe that Ace was willing to push for seven minutes. Good hunting down there. Ace kicked his feet as hard as he could while inhaling the largest breath his lungs could muster. He performed a graceful half-twist as gravity and acceleration pulled his body down. The shock was immediate as his head broke the surface of the cold water, but this was nothing he wasn't used to. The suffocating press of water that terrified most others had become part of his daily routine. Alone in these silent depths, his dives were the only thing that got him through the day, the only thing that gave his life purpose anymore. Ace thrust his legs away from the surface, pushed his arms in sweeping arcs, and was careful not to let the slightest mouthful of air escape as he descended. The glare from the spotlights refracted through the shimmering green water, and as he swam through the shadows, he noted that the further down he got, the more sludge clung to the metal stairs, the more algae coated the walls, like gossamery spider thread. He was amazed at how much plant life grew down here. Strands of hair-like seaweed swayed against a gentle current, flourishing in the same water that had destroyed so many lives. This was the fifth year since the flooding had begun, and the fifth year since Mick had been sent cleaning, swallowed by the great outside. But it wasn't the outside that killed him, Ace reminded himself. It had been those inside the silo 
who had had a message to send. Ace grimaced, thinking back to that horrific day. Some memories were too painful to forget, but even if Ace could forget, he wasn't sure if he'd want to.